the white spaces between Bible verses. It's fertile soil for never-answered questions. One can hardly read Scripture without whispering, I wonder. I've wondered if Eve ever ate fruit again. I wonder if Noah slept well anymore after or during storms. I wonder if Jonah liked fish anymore. Did Moses ever avoid bushes? Did Jesus ever tell jokes? Did Peter ever try water walking again? But nothing stirs so many questions in my mind as does the birth of Christ. The Christmas characters appear and they disappear before we can even ask them questions. And I have questions. Did the innkeeper that was too busy to welcome God ever realize who he turned away? Did the shepherds ever hum the song the angels sang? After searching for a glorious king, how did the wise men explain back home how they gave their treasures to toddlers? What was going through the mind of Mary as she burped the Savior of the world. I wonder. Then there was Joseph. I have questions for Joseph. Did you and Jesus ever wrestle? If so, did he ever let you win? Did you ever look up from your prayers, Joseph, and see your son watching you? And listening. Did you ever wonder if you should call him son or Lord? I wonder. But of all the questions, my first would be about Bethlehem, I think. I'd like to know about that night in that stable. I can just imagine a moonlight, a moonlit pasture, stars twinkling above. Bethlehem is now sparkling in the distance with the soft glow of candles in the windows. And there was Joseph pacing outside of the stable, like any good expecting father. What was he thinking about while the savior of the war of the world was about to be born? What was on his mind while Mary was in the pains of birth? He had done everything that he could. He had already heated the water. Everyone knows men have to heat water. We have no idea why. Women need heated water. He found strips of cloth. He had prepared a place for Mary to lay in as clean of a hay 
as he could and put down a blanket for her to lay on it. He looked around to find some place for his brand new baby to lay. And all he could find was a manger. He made Mary as comfortable as he could. Then he stepped out into the moonlight. Mary may have asked to be alone, and Joseph had never felt so alone. He had questions. In that eternity between his wife's dismissal and the baby's arrival, what was he thinking? He stepped out into the silent darkness of that night, and I wonder if he prayed. For some reason, I don't see him silent. I see Joseph animated, pacing, head shaking one minute, fist shaking the next. The scenario was not what he had in mind for the birth of the Son of God. And in the silence of that night, I wonder what he said to God. This isn't the way I planned it, God. Not at all. My child, your child, being born in a barn? This isn't the way I thought it should be. A cave with smelly sheep and dirty donkeys, my wife giving birth with only the stars to hear her pain. This isn't at all the way I imagined it. No, I imagined family. I imagined cooing grandmothers. I imagined neighbors clustering outside the door and friends standing beside me, laughing, patting me on the back. I imagined the house erupting with the first cry of the infant, slaps on the back, loud laughter, jubilation, a party afterwards. That's how I thought it would be, God. The midwife would hand me my child and all of the neighbors and family would applaud. Mary would rest, and the women would take care of her, and we would celebrate, and all of Nazareth would celebrate. But now, now look at all of this. Nazareth, our home, is five days' journey away, 75 miles. And here we are in a Dirty, smelly cave. Who will celebrate with us? The sheep? The donkeys? The shepherds? This doesn't seem right. What kind of husband am I? What kind of father am I? I provide no midwife to aid my wife. 
no bed to rest her back. Her pillow is a blanket from my donkey. My house for her is a shed of hay, a smelly dung. So there was another question he was asking. Did I miss something? Did I miss something? This isn't how I thought the Messiah would be born, God. I envisioned Jerusalem and Jews and priests and feasts and pageants and parades. If not Jerusalem, why not my hometown Nazareth? Where my family and friends are at least. Everyone knows me because of my business there. I have a good name there. It seems as if you are bringing about this miracle totally different than how I dreamt it should be. There's a third thing I think he asked. Is this how God enters the world? Any minute now, Mary will give birth, not just to any child, the Messiah. Not just to an infinite, an infant. He will give birth, or she will give birth to God. That's what the angel said. That's what Mary believes. That's what I believe. But surely you can understand it's not easy to believe that. It seems so, so, so bizarre. I'm not accustomed to things that don't make sense, he would have said. I'm a carpenter. I make things fit. I square off the edges. I follow the plumb line. I measure twice and cut once. Surprises are not a friend to the builder. But this time, God, I'm not in control, am I? This time, I'm a tool in your hands. I'm a hammer in your grip. I'm a nail between your fingers. This project is not mine, but it's yours. One last thing. If this is all true, God, any chance you could send someone to help me know this is the real thing? The innkeeper, a traveler, even a shepherd will do. Did, shepherd, did, did Joseph ever pray such a prayer? Perhaps he did. Perhaps he said something like that. But one thing is clear. You probably have. And I certainly have. You've stood where Joseph stood. We've been caught between what God says 
and what makes sense. We've done what he told us to do only to wonder if it was him speaking in the first place. Do you remember? You stared into the sky, blackened with doubt, and you've asked what Joseph asked. And you've asked God if you're on the right road. You've asked if there is a plan behind the scheme. You've wondered if you really should have turned left instead of right like he asked you to turn. And each one of us knows what it's like to search the night for light. Not outside of a stable, but perhaps outside of the emergency room. Perhaps it was on the the gravel of the roadside after that wreck. Maybe it was on the manicured grass of a cemetery, outside of the employment office. Maybe it was right after you opened that letter. We've asked our questions. We questioned God's plan, and we've wondered why God does what he does and when he does it. But if you're asking what Joseph asked, let me urge you to do what Joseph did. He obeyed. That's what he did first. He obeyed. He obeyed when the angel called. He obeyed when Mary explained. He obeyed when the neighbors laughed at them. He obeyed when God sent the Messiah to live in his own house. He was obedient when the sky was dark. He didn't let his confusion disrupt his obedience. He didn't know everything, but he did know God's voice. And you do too. The only thing he knew to do was obey. So what about you? Just like Joseph, you can see the whole picture, or you can't see the whole picture. Just like Joseph, you are a bit confused as to what God wants of you. God is still searching for common people who serve an uncommon God. Will you be that kind of person? Will you serve even though you don't understand and just obey? Would you please stand this morning? I'd like to invite our special angels to come to the platform. They're going to help us sing a song that we will all recognize. They will help us lead silent night as we light our candles this morning. The scripture says this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. 
on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us the son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase, his government and peace, there will be no end. Christ came to earth to make it possible for us to have fellowship with God to spend eternity with him. But it is our responsibility to share Christ's light. We're privileged this morning to share with others the good news that Christ has come and he will come again. I will have the opportunity to light my candle and take that light from the Christ candle which represents the son of the living God. Your responsibility is to share that light with others. And as we sing Silent Night, I will be sharing the light with you, and if you'll then pass that light on to your neighbors. And I invite you to remember that the night in that stable was quiet and normal without any spectacular angelic announcements because... Jesus came as a normal baby in order to provide you with a very abnormal gift, the gift of salvation.
Would you raise your candle with me as I give this benediction? The Christ candle that we all now hold high represents Christ's gift of salvation that he provided to all of us if we would only receive. May you recognize his light of salvation this Christmas. May you enjoy the peace and rest that only comes through Jesus Christ. And may you share his story of love with others. So now, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, go in peace, for he has already gone before you. Merry Christmas. You're dismissed.